This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week, Justin Davis, Scoop. Marty Sleva, hey. Jared Petty. Howdy. Got a great show for you this week. I'm going to test your knowledge of classic arcade games. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're going to talk about some Nintendo stuff. But first, the question I want to start with this week is, have we reached critical mass Assassin's Creed? Assassin's Creed! Oh! That's so good! Can we just stop now? Because everything's downhill from here. So, first there was Assassin's Creed, and then we started getting one every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last year we got more than one yeah. in a year. We already know we're going to get Assassin's Creed Victory this year, and now they've announced a trilogy yeah. of separate 2.5D side-scrolling Assassin's Creed games. Assassin's if this Creed trend continues, Chronicles. Yeah. we will have 32 Assassin's Creed games per year by yep. 20, 2019. I mean, if it keeps growing exponentially, we'll have infinite someday. Yeah. So well, wait, no? how do you how do you reach infinite by exponential growth? Yeah, that's not know? actually true at all. All right, mathematics. Yeah, you screwed up. Yeah, right. <laughs> you screwed up your math. All right, nerds. All right, Socrates. <laughs> Maybe they'll be like, uh, yeah, old calculators. Eventually, they're so long a number, you just get an e at the end. There you go. And it fills up. Yeah. So Assassin's Creed. Yeah. What's your read on <laughs> Assassin's Creed Chronicles? Yeah. So uh, it's it's a trilogy. It's uh, divided into three parts: China, India, that's and what Russia. Trilogies are. Yeah. You know what, guys? <laughs> F off. I'm describing the trilogy. So China, uh, 
India and Russia. The Russia one seems really cool because it takes place in like during right October, the early 1900s. Mm. Uh, the art style of each one is a little bit different. We're seeing it here. Uh, China has a very like painterly, like uh, brushstroke look. Mm -hmm. India is very colorful. They and, announced uh, the China one before. This is the one mm -hmm. that we saw uh, yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple yeah. ago they announced that it's happening. But um, no. And so I got to play the game for a couple hours, and this, I like it. The it's China all, one? Yeah, the uh, China one, and then one level of the India one. Mm. Uh, and it plays a lot like uh, Mark of the Ninja, yeah. which I think is a really good thing. It didn't feel quite mm. as good as Mark of the Ninja. Okay. Which isn't awful because Mark of the Ninja is just the best. Yeah, um, it's Can't, fun. Like, like the, the sort of the core tenets of, of uh, 3D Assassin's Creed translate really well into 2D. There's been 2D Assassin's Creeds before. There was Altair's like on Chronicles. DS. I think yeah, it was I think on the it was DS. A DS game. Yeah, um, it was on the DS, and I mean there was even mobile phone ones, but they were, you know, not even made by Ubisoft. Why don't they make landline so. games? Make mobile yeah. phone games. What about like home phone games? Home Just phone like game? tone, tone games. Seriously yeah. underrepresented market. <laughs> could, well, the, there was a time that that was a big deal. They just don't do it anymore. Yeah, they used to. Why don't they do that? Just happen. Just bring um, back. Yeah, totally. just bring back Simon. They have fourteen yeah. four modems. Anyway, these are being developed by Climax Studios, mm -hmm. uh, the house that handled the PS3 and Vita versions of Resogun yep. and the PS4 oh. and Vita versions of Dead Nation. Mm -hmm. mm. And they did that new Rocket Knight Adventures game in like oh, 2010. I never played that one. Okay, no, yeah. I, I did play that, and I like it was good. Yeah. Uh, Rocket Knight was fun. Yeah, yeah I was. Uh, I got to talk to some of the, the developers too, and they they had a really interesting, you know, sort of outlook on the series and wanting to do it 2D and sort of wanting to uh, pare down the series and make a sort of simpler experience. Uh, and the stories, like if you are a big fan of the lore, these oh, the three lead kind of characters are all from uh, uh, like various Assassin's Creed comics and short films. So yeah. These are all characters that are already in the universe. Can yeah, it seems like Ubisoft's getting a little bit more serious about uh, tightening up the lore of those Assassin's Creed games and not just letting it shoot off in random directions. Like we had these Assassin's Creed comic books that were in Russia a while back, and now they're sort of bringing them back around into and fold. introducing yeah. it into the video games. Yeah, and I mean that's that. I don't uh, like as of right now. I think that series is still growing. Um, just, just you know, Unity assessments. sold really well. Uh, we have uh, the movies coming out in like a year or two with Michael Fassbender. Oh, that's yeah. where sort of a lot of people well, are viewing that as that white whale of is this finally the video game movie that's not going to just be awful. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Can I don't we, think they've, have they started even filming that yet? Uh, I don't think so. I don't even think yeah. they have a screenplay yet. I don't, I, Who needs a screenplay? I'm not convinced that's actually ever going to happen. <laughs> Ad lib. Like my dinner with Andre. Yeah. <laughs> can, uh, can you go back to the comparison to Mark of the Ninja for a second? No. Nope. Qualify what, what, what was different? Like, give me an idea of uh, what. I mean, it's very much it's it's two D stealth. So a lot of it's uh, cone of vision. A lot of it's staying in the shadows. Mm -hmm. uh, your characters are very agile, so you are using a grappling hook to climb along the ceiling to stay out of view. Um, it didn't feel quite as tight as Mark of the Ninja. Mark of the Ninja definitely had very much a uh, <clears throat> that arcadey feel to where everything felt very precise, and you felt like you were in full control of your character and okay. all of their uh, all of your various accoutrements. But uh, in this, uh, it felt a little loose. I, I had a couple unfair deaths. Mm. Well, it wouldn't be uh, Assassin's Creed if your character wasn't zip zopping all over the place. Zip zopping. Actually, reminded me of this older Ubisoft game, uh, Prince of Persia Classic. Oh man, well, there we go. This was an early that. Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, game. I forgot about this one. Uh, Remake of the original Prince of yeah, Persia. Yeah, it's, it's definitely Game Loft. Actually, was it? Was it really? Yeah. It definitely. Uh, you know, the game visually looks a lot like this, um, mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't feel like Prince of Persia. Very much had that like movement. Felt like math. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which was never a fun thing, almost like yeah, the original really Tomb Raider. Really precise animations yeah. and sort of that uh, that uh, uh, flashback sort of style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Assassin's Creed definitely feels more arcadey, yeah. which I enjoy. 
I love that early rotoscoping that made it. I mean, the fact that they were able to do that originally on an Apple II. So cool, right? Yeah, that's just it's crazy. amazing. But uh, yeah. it, and it looks so beautiful at the time. But man, it makes the guy a, a jerk to control sometimes. Mm -hmm. The China episode of Assassin's Creed Chronicles is out this month, April 21st. Yep. They're going to be 10 bucks, but you get them free with the Unity Season Pass? Or just the first? I think you just get the first the one first free one. Okay. with yeah. the pass. Uh, and then the... Uh, India and Russia are going to be doled out, I think, throughout the course of the year. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, rolling them up in, like, a Chronicles-type pack is kind of smart. It's like, I, I don't know what the process was like within Ubisoft, but it sort of seems like they had this China 2D game, didn't quite know what to do with it, sort of tossed it into the Unity Season Pass, and um, then they said, well, let's sort of flesh this out and take this, you know, explore sort of three different time periods and three different protagonists. Yep. And, um, I'm, I'm a big uh, fan of uh, of taking sort of established franchises and... and Shaking it up a little bit with yeah. these offshoots, stuff like Blood Dragon, you know, two D versions of, of traditionally three D yeah. franchises. Sure. Uh, I'm with Marty on this. I mean, uh, Assassin's Creed Four was so very different than the first three. Anyway, it and almost so felt very more awesome. Like, yeah. yeah, it felt like exactly. It felt more like Sid Meier's Pirates in some ways than an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, but that was a very good thing. Totally, I mean, this no. is it might be because it uh, started a bunch of pirates. Well, there was that, you know, and uh, it's, it's it started. It started lots of lots of pirates, not ice pirates. It's also it's space pirates. it's weird because like you know we all grew up ice watching. Are those real things? Ice pirates? Yeah, are they just Really? Is that just Vikings? Are they just cold pirates? <laughs> you haven't seen the classic 80s film Ice Pirates. Yeah, I haven't. Space you herpes? Should, yeah. No, you space, definitely watch space it. herpes. Space herpes. Um, no, it's weird that we, obviously growing up with, with you know, we've seen series like, like all the Nintendo series have transitioned from 2D to 3D, stuff like Castlevania, Mega Man, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, some for better or for worse. But it's weird to see a series that started in 3D uh, go back to 2D. We don't get that very often. Yeah, there's been a Capcom did that with they had Dark Void and they had Dark Void Zero, which was yeah, like right. their and then Dark Void Zero ended up being a lot better. Yeah, Dark, Dark yeah. Void was like this sort of so-so game, and Dark Void Zero is kind of awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talk a lot about how Assassin's Creed has its ups and downs mm -hmm. from year to year. Uh, I wasn't really into Unity last year. What victory doesn't sound terribly exciting to me. Yeah. So I'm actually more excited for these games than I am for like the next yeah. big. I mean, Ubisoft has to be right now incredibly right now. motivated to make sure that victory delivers. Right. Yeah, I'm excited to I'm excited to hear more of that and actually get confirmation that that's a real thing, even though it's true. It's pretty much a real thing. What I was noticing a lot of gamers saying is that they're disappointed. They're visiting these locales in these spin-off games instead of the mainline. Yeah, yeah. everyone's been. Asking for an Asian yeah. set, Assassin's Creed for so long, and yeah. they're like, now you're getting it in this two and a half D. Yeah, spin yeah, I could, yeah. I mean, I feel like Japan has been that that sort of holy grail people have been asking for yeah. since AC two, and you know there've been teases at it. Yeah. Uh, the birthplace of the ninja does seem a logical place for an Assassin's for, for an Creed, Assassin's Creed game. game. Yeah. yeah, it's also funny because in theory, uh, the one that takes place in the early 1900s, the Russian one, is the farthest ahead. Yeah, by far. An assassin yeah. has been in the series, like aside yeah. from Unity's weird time warp things. Yeah. Um, you know, doing this thing in Chronicles doesn't preclude them from doing, you know, uh, Samurai Japan yeah. at all in the future, so. Mm -hmm. Sure, because this is China, that's Japan, They're two entirely different cultures, you can do a lot of different things. Yeah. One's also, an island and one isn't. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. Mm -hmm. I also Smarties really, fun facts. <laughs> I want to see somebody make Smarties a Smarty Sleeva. <laughs> I want to see somebody make a Batman game like this. Please just do it. Uh, uh, they tried to. Oh, that yeah. Arkham game that was awful. Yeah, but, but give it, well, to, it, awful, give it yeah. to Clay and let them do it. Uh, and then it'll be well, good. Yeah. Give everything to Clay. Developers of Mark of the Ninja. Yeah. Uh, the first uh, Chronicle set in China is out on April 21st this mm -hmm. month. So are you going to review that? Maybe. 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 Probably. Stay sure. tuned. Stay tuned to see if I review it. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, now I'm gonna see if you can name these classic arcade games by their sound. Oh, wow, oh, we're fun. completely switching gears here. Yep. Okay, yep, there we are. Yep. We usually save the, the little fun, the fun but game. But I was so excited yep. to do this. Just a quick jab, quick jab, right I there. I moved up to the front. Do, right. we have now, a name? do we have a name for this? Uh, name that tune. <laughs> no, I don't think. Name that game, I don't know, we'll think about it. Okay. Uh, but can you see my monitor here, Justin? I don't yeah. want you looking. Okay. Just I don't, don't you, look. I don't want you. Okay, yeah. come, right. cuddle, right. cuddle. Right. Here we go. So I've got cuddle. ten. I've got ten. Is that too much? Is this too much? <laughs> I went actually capture my own field recordings in the IGN lunchroom <laughs> okay. of the actual arcade games on my phone. Oh, wait, so you went to the big like emulation machine and just grabbed yeah. a bunch of these? Okay. Yeah. Is one we really that Walking Dead pinball game that just sounds like a dog being killed? <laughs> <laughs> so we've got ten of these. We'll play these over the speakers in here, and so Jared's just gonna get them all. I don't well, know. I'm I'm kind of terrified here. What I if I fail? When we when we did the can you recognize the video game characters by their eyes? Uh, some of the viewers were disappointed that you like guessed it so fast before they had a chance to think about it. So okay. if you know it right away, wait a second. Should we raise our hands? We just have like a little dead, <laughs> just a little dead air here yeah. for a minute. Yeah. Well, so here's the first one. Yep. You got this one? This is super familiar. Yeah. NFL Blitz. No. <laughs> I know this game. Why? I sound like Sam Claiborne is screaming. Right? Ding dong! I'm getting fired at the moment. Ding dong! That's a big hint right there, yeah. actually. I know this game. No, oh, Burger Time! Burger Time! Burger Time! Also, you're still, say, you're still sitting really close. Time. I can't see. He's got it on his monitor. But I just can't. don't look at the monitor. What do you want? Am I too close David, to you? he's sitting really close to me. What's the it's problem? Okay. He's just trying to... He's I'm trying, not even touching you. He's trying not to spoil I'm the getting, game. I'm getting yeah. all... Hot all right, so yes, that time. one was <laughs> Burger Time. <laughs> not yes. a big... Not, like, Burger Time's a good game, but I don't play it very much. I, I, I feel like I'm going to I think the music is You're very... You're on camera. You can't. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> all right, here's, here's the second one. one. You ready for this? Here we go. Galaga. Yes. Is that... Sorry, was that... Yeah, that was That's too fast. That one is Galaga. Let's see what our... Galaga. I love that you just captured these yourself. Yeah. There we go. Oh, uh, uh, that's Gyrus, uh, right? No, that's not Gyrus? It's not Gyrus? Ghosts and Goblins. That should be a hint. Donkey Kong? I thought that was Gyrus. Yes, that one's Donkey Kong Jr. Woo! Nature Boy Ric Flair. Doesn't Gyrus play the same piece of music at the beginning? Gyrus uh, isn't even a real game, Jared. That's a real game. You're Jairus just making maybe, up words. Maybe hidden in here somewhere, so I don't want to comment. On oh, this okay. Right You're, uh, How about this next one's Gyrus? We've each gotten one. Here we which go. Which is fine. I'm really. Tapper. No, that's Arkanoid. That one is Arkanoid. Avoid the Noid. <laughs> remember, remember the Noid? Playing that Yo, Yo, Santa Cruz yeah. last week. All right, here's the next one. This is bit, kind of more of a deep cut. Uh oh. I bet you're a car in this game. I was or a man who's driving a car. Is that sounds like a car engine? Oh, I played this. Is it a car game? Is it not a car game? So I thought it's, it's a car game it's too. It's a vehicle game. Yeah. Ooh, someone with a helicopter. A boat. Is Red chopper. Rescue scramble? chopper. Is that one? Nope. That one is Zevious. Oh, man, I am. Yeah. Oh. That's devious. <laughs> I should put out the box art for these games. A lot of people probably don't even know what Zevious is. I feel as if I'm standing before the throne of judgment and like failing in the eyes of God. Mm -hmm. this, is right. this is the first one we've missed. This is number six. The sixth one. Oh, yeah, that's Dick Dunn. You're Okay, you're correct, but let's give the listeners a couple more. It's seconds. funny how much of this like that sounds just like the Mario song, like the <laughs> start. <laughs> yeah. All right, number seven. Oh yeah. 
This just sounds like hot trash. Oh, Those this is Space Invaders. Yeah. That's why it sounds so. Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> uh, okay, number eight. Here we go. Oh, look. Gyrus. Wait, I can hear it. Add to me. Can you go back to the beginning of this one? Because I think I can hear people in the background. Is that, can you hear Marty shouting, probably, from somewhere else in the office? Oh, no, those weren't people. Those are just spooky noises. Spooky noises. So now, if we go back to Gun Kong Jr. Yeah, so they did use the same. Oh, man. The same tune. I feel as if I was bamboozled. All right, just two left. Oh, get Number nine. Oh, I, I no no, I know this. I've played this a million times. Um dun, 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 dun. Ah, I can see it right now. Just head explodes. No, that's 1942. Yep. Oh, Correct. Okay. Why were the sound effects a hit? I own one of those. Like Why did it take so long? It sounds like World War II. <laughs> it is. It is World War II. Yeah. Alright, last one. Oh, centipede. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm just so excited! Marty, I, I really, I, I've, I've failed this all. Thank you for playing, everyone. Definitely failed the audience. If you got them all right, you're a video game whiz. If you got, if you got, if you got five to seven right, <laughs> you're pretty clever. Did you copy yourself a cracker <laughs> if, you got, if you got uh, two of them right before Jared yelled them out, then <laughs> you are a time traveler. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. That was good. That was uh, a fun segment. Okay. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Big Tony Style. Big Tony did. Style. <laughs> Big Tony Style says, one of the biggest talking points each year when E3 rolls around is who actually wins the show. With the announcement that Zelda U won't make an appearance at E3 this year, dig the big in, just secure a loss Ooh. at this year's E3. What game or surprise would they have to show to make up for a Zelda no-show? Oh, goodness gracious. So, I guess I should say uh, this broke last week, and we didn't get to talk about it last week. Uh, I was not so disappointed in the delay mm -hmm. of Zelda to next year. That's not terribly surprising, and whatever, they can take all the time they want. Totally. Sure. Disappointed that they're not even going to show it at E3. Yeah, disappointed that there's not going to be like a rad trailer or a yeah. gameplay demo. Show or like, hey, here's something. a dungeon. Yeah. yeah. Here's a boss. Here's yeah, show exactly. Something. A new weapon, a new item. Like, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be easy to please on this one. As long as they bring Star Fox and let me play with it, I'll still be okay. Uh, I want to play Star Fox. I am almost as excited about that as I am about a new Zelda. Uh, and, Whoa. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Star Fox games. Yeah. The good ones, anyway. So do I. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I imagine we'll have to be seeing Star Fox because that's probably going to be their fall game. Although, I mean, we're talking, like, I could see them announcing a Mario game of some sorts. Maybe, like, not the next traditional 3D, like, Mario game, but maybe, like, Mario 3D World 2. Because uh, when Mario I mean, 3D World was sure. announced at E3, it came out that fall, so... But we're not talking about what we think they're going to announce. Yeah. We're talking about what do they need, they to, need to do to make save up for the gaping hole... I mean, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything there. Super yeah. Mario Galaxy 3 appears That's exactly from nowhere. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, the answer needs to be the next... The <laughs> next no way. Yeah, the I next know. big 3D Zelda... No way that happens. Like, the Big Tony Style may be honest with them, and like, that totally takes the window of their sales going into E3, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I'd be super pumped to see the next big 3D Mario. I mean, people give Nintendo a hard time for just doing Mario, Zelda, Metroid, Kirby, like the same games over and over again. 
But what people miss is that they reinvent those games. Like, Mario Galaxy was really, really different than Sunshine and Mario 64, which mm-hmm. were radically different than the 2D games. So sure. uh, we're due to see, like, the future of Mario. Like, they sort of did 3D Land and 3D World, which uh, <laughs> was sort of a marrying of the Galaxy style and the old 2D style. Civil Union. A, Civil uh, Union of those two styles. Yeah. And now it's time to see what's new for Mario. And I'd love for them to surprise and delight us with you know their vision for what Mario looks like post Mario Galaxy. I bet we'll be seeing uh, Mario Sunshine for new 3DS. Hmm. Well, well, I think we'll, we'll see Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 HD if we're talking about what we really will see. Ooh. Now, while we're talking about the, the 3DS, if we could go into to Wishland, uh, I think a 2D Metroid on 3DS would go mm-hmm. a long way toward uh, suddenly yeah. evoking goodwill, but I don't think I'm going to see it. 2D Metroid with cross-play across Wii U and 3DS, um, you know, new Smash DLC, uh, well, new 3D Mario. I guess yeah. That could save the show for them. Yeah, um, yeah, I have a feeling we'll be seeing a lot of HD remasters, that kind of thing, uh, ports to uh, new 3DS. Man, I mean, the, the thing that they could announce that would, like, relight everyone's fire would be something like a, a, a real 3D Pokemon game for Wii U, which isn't going to happen, but yeah. like, that'd be amazing. That's the thing sure. we've wanted for 10 years. And they, they have, pulled, they have down here. pulled big secrets on it. You know, again, they're pretty good at keeping a wrap over things. You remember, you know, mm-hmm. we're sitting there in the Vitality Sensor press conference, and well, that's going on, and then suddenly, oh, and by the way, a new Metroid by Team Ninja! And we're yeah. just like... You know, and yeah. that sound, we turned out to be terrible, but when we heard the news... Yeah. It, was yeah. exci- it was an exciting announcement. Yeah, you know, uh, so something like that. Yeah, also, LOL, the Vitality Sensor. <laughs> Mar- I bet uh, we'll be seeing a lot more Mario Maker. Yep. I think and that game's bigger than we think. Yeah, it's going to be a big yeah. deal. I want, them to, I want them to bring back stuff that they've just been sitting on. I want them to bring back F-Zero. Yeah. Let's Sega make it again. F-Zero okay. GX was so good. I'd love a new F-Zero game. I'm with you, though. That'd be so wonderful. good. Yeah, I say that a lot. No, that's okay. That's because you're passionate. You have a child. I'm a, I'm a Pisces. Are they the passionate ones? I don't know. I'm an Aquarius. Get that was a lie. <laughs> Let me be honest. This is Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Candid Jeff. Candid Jeff? With a K. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he mortal, mortal candid? Candid <laughs> Jeff. He says, love the show. Oh. Thanks, Thank Jeff. you, Jeff. Thanks for looking at my question. The Zelda delay, as well as the recent release of Majora's Mask on 3DS, has had the big end. This is two guys in a row. The big, the big end. end. My favorite absolute game series on my mind a lot today. I have to give it to Nintendo. They've been giving Zelda fans plenty of love lately. A Link Between Worlds was awesome, and I'm currently playing through Majora's Mask, which is just as great as when it was released in 2000. My question is this. Considering the love people have for Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, as well as the general positive reception of A Link Between Worlds, do you think we'll ever see another direct sequel to Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, which uses the same art style and maybe a similar engine as those two games, similar to how A Link Between Worlds was a sequel to A Link Between Pasts? Interesting. I mean, now would be the time to do it, right? Make Mm -hmm. it for 3DS, a new original Mm -hmm. Zelda on 3DS that follows the art style. You know, maybe it follows even that same Link's storyline. Yeah. I mean, that whole storyline thing is like a weird hodgepodge because that that timeline is super confusing. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with that timeline. I mean, they they totally have a handle on that tech, right, and getting it running on 3DS and have all those assets. I mean, Majora's Mask was uh, developed in a year because it just remixed, you know, it was the mask salesman and all yeah, the same totally. character models and all the same everything from Ocarina of Time. So if they just did, you know, new puzzles, new dungeon, new story, you know, using those existing assets. Um, Would you rather have it in uh, a 3D view like this or like more of like the traditional, like uh, Link Between Worlds? Well, Link Between I mean, we're Worlds, talking about this, a sequel we're talking about a direct sequel like, yeah. to this, so. I'd, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd rather, rather have it in this style that. just because Link Between Worlds was, it, despite being a simply wonderful game, kind of ugly. 
Uh, yeah, I wasn't crazy about the art stuff. And, they, and uh, it, 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 that doesn't take much away from it well, because it's so but speaking good. of like, but, like I'm not super crazy. Like this doesn't look that yeah. amazing. Yeah, especially blown up on a TV. Yeah. Like it looks, yeah. it looks better on. A I mean, I also think I, I am. I don't think Ocarina of Time is the best Zelda. I like Wind Waker the most. Um, but Ocarina of Time, in my opinion, That's what I was going to say if we're asking for a direct sequel to Zelda's, can we get a direct sequel to Wind totally. Waker? That art. Style. Well, we got those on the DS. Yeah. No one wants those. I know. We had a... Uh, so yeah, direct sequels to so that game? Well, there's, sequ- there's story sequels. Okay. I, I love, we had a seven-year-old visit IGN earlier this week, and uh, I asked him what his favorite video game was, and he said, Zelda. And I said, which one? And he's like, the one with the boats and the oceans. And uh, yeah. that, that's what he remembered about oh, it. Sense of exploration, so mm-hmm. great. I mean, yeah. I think... Um, what was I saying? Oh, so even though Ocarina isn't my favorite, I definitely think it's the one people have the most nostalgia for. Like, yeah, for sure. When yeah. people think about like Zelda and classic Zelda, that seems to be the one that comes up over and over and over again. That was like the big I mean, yeah, that, that and Mario 64, those benchmarks, mm-hmm. like the, the passing yep. of the torch from 2D to 3D. Yeah. And, and you think about uh, the, the Wii Zelda, you know, which is really just Ocarina of Time remastered. Um, I'm okay with that, too. Just oh, being, Twilight Princess? Yeah, Twilight yeah. Princess was a, a yeah. wonderful game. I mean, that's the thing. It's also kind of like... A direct sequel to that game is like, well, all those Zelda games have been like that in gameplay, just not in story. Mm-hmm. Like they've continued to refine what 3D Zelda means and yeah. the, the complexity and depth of those 3D dungeons. So it would maybe feel a little bit weird to go back. Do you guys think uh, with this delay of uh, the Zelda for Wii U that this game is going to do what Twilight Princess did and launch on both Wii U as well as like a launch game for NX? Yeah, I think I that would really depend on what the NX hardware is built on. I mean, they've gotten away with three generations of fairly similar internal hardware. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to have a lot to do with whether or not they can pull it off with their whatever they're putting in the next generation rig. If the NX can either emulate or through its software uh, simulate uh, that old architecture, then or yes. Or stimulate. But, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, when they went from GameCube to Wii, they were able to pull that off. Yeah. Uh, it would be harder if they're making some kind of architectural leap to a new chipset to pull that. Totally. Jeff says, I'd personally love to see this, a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time. But to be honest, I'll probably buy and play any Zelda game that Nintendo releases. Sure. If you got Usually that, pretty good. I wonder if we got that Hyrule Warriors. Oh, where is that? Link's crossbow training. <laughs> I don't know what that noise is. Uh, this is Anthony Gomez. Hey, Anthony. He says, I've tried to dabble into the Soul series in the past, hmm. based off recommendation. Admittedly, the game never really appealed to me, which was confirmed when I tried Dark Souls. I just found the game too slow and obtuse. When Bloodborne was announced, I thought the look and setting looked really interesting. But then I learned that it was going to be a Souls-like game. So I never... <laughs> like That's yeah. really good. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I never gave the game much thought until one day, a demo came out for the 3DS called Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Mm-hmm. I ended up purchasing the game, and I had one of my most satisfying experiences in gaming ever after I defeated a giant monster after a long, exhausting battle. I was hooked. Since then, I started watching more coverage of Bloodborne, and right, I realized that the combat in the two games is very similar. Yep. While both are technically action games, a great deal of patience is required in order to succeed, including observing your enemy closely, knowing precisely when and how to strike, and when to stop attacking before your adversary goes back on the offensive. So, I purchased Bloodborne, and nice. I believe that thanks to the training from <laughs> Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, it didn't take too long for this game to click, mm-hmm. and I'm once again finding the satisfaction and relief after defeating a monstrosity that upon first viewing, I thought was impossible to beat. Have you guys had similar experiences where a seemingly unrelated game unexpectedly prepared you for another? An astute observation uh, by this young man, and yes, because uh, I had exactly the same experience. Uh, With Monster Hunter and from Monster Hunter. Are you going Anthony over. Gomez? <laughs> Why, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> I like how you called him a young man. What, uh, if, he's, what if he's 114? Yeah, well, you don't know. What if he's some sort of he a... He would be officially the oldest GameScoop fan. 
What if he's like an alchemist or a Who is the oldest GameScoop fan, I wonder? I'm not sure. Well, can we like go visit Ronald like, Reagan. Could we go like Willard Scott to their there's house a, and like wish them like a happy a birthday? Older gentleman that follows a bunch of us on Twitter and he's he looks like he's in his sixties. And okay. he's like really nice and very positive yeah, and yeah. I think he's the best. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Is he Richard Garriott? Uh, no, I don't no. think so. Anyway. So you had the same experience with Monster uh, Hunter? Yeah, Hunter. Monster Hunter Assault. So, like, uh, absolutely. I've never played a Monster Hunter game, but I keep hearing people talk about this game. And it you can makes, go the other way too. I, I'm, I think. I'm interested in it. Yeah, it sounds, it's, it sounds it, fun. I don't know. It's yeah. all about the. It's it's about uh, it's about those timed animations. Once you're in an animation, you're committed. And both Monster Hunter and Souls works that way. It's about fighting really big things with complicated tells that that act in. You know, you've got to figure out the pattern, but then you got to figure out how it adapts the pattern when you're partway through the fight. It, it, they're very similar in that regard. Hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, I haven't. I mean, I love the Soul series and Bloodborne. I haven't really played a lot of Monster Hunter. <clears throat> um, I don't. I don't. I'm not a huge online gamer. I yeah. don't like playing with other people. Yeah. I don't like talking to other people. Nope. I don't even know why I'm on the show. <laughs> um, no. But in terms of games that prepare me for other things, uh, I guess. I mean, mine are sort of dumb answers, but stuff like uh, sort of being a big fan of any Metroidvania means jumping into the next one. Like I yeah. reviewed Axiom Verge, and the fact that I'd played, uh, you know. Super Metroid and, and Guacamelee yeah. and all the, you know, Sniffy the Night and all the GBA uh, Castlevania games means I sort of understand, like, the grammar of those games and understand what they're going for. Yeah, so. for sure. Different game genres totally have, like, a grammar about them, especially when one game comes out. It, you know, after Call of Duty became a worldwide phenomenon, every shooter had Call of Duty controls. You could yeah. pick up any first-person shooter and, you know, be aiming down the sights and lobbing grenades and, you know, usually crouching, um, sprinting, and it's all mapped... They just copied those controls one for one, more or less, and then it, it, it got to the point where I didn't even play that much Call of Duty. But anytime I picked up a shooter, that's how it played. That when I went back to Halo, which is different, mm-hmm. it was like hard for me. I had to like retrain my yeah. brain. Um, yeah, games like Halo, how Halo has like uh, rechargeable shields. How Halo doesn't, you can't aim down. The There's no sights. aim down sights, mm-hmm. no sprint in the earlier Halo games. Like yeah. when I picked up Master Chief Collection, that was the first uh, you know Halo game I played in a long time, and I had to adjust back to the old way yeah, of thinking yeah, totally. and doing things. So. And Metroidvanias are probably a good example of mm-hmm. that as well. Yeah. Real-time strategy games, same way. You're pretty much, at this point, playing the same game. Yeah, real-time strategy games are I'm playing Pillars of Eternity right now, and right. like I don't need to be told. Um, you know, or RTS is a better example to like A-move to attack with groups of enemies. Um, you know, that's just that's the same across all the games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny how we take certain things for granted, though, because like, a lot of times like it's just like, well, this is how you do things in a game. But if you put a controller in someone's hand, like I had someone play through PT who hadn't, who's not really, <laughs> uh, doesn't really play a lot of games, especially hasn't played a lot of first-person games, yeah. and like couldn't really wrap their head around uh, two analog sticks. Yeah, yeah like how, how does this control a person? Yeah. My, my dad uh, stopped playing video games after the Atari Twenty Six Hundred era because he couldn't handle two face buttons, like one That's fire crazy. button and a stick. Yeah, that was that great. Was he played yeah. a lot of video games. When I got my NES. Just couldn't do it. He's yeah. just like, nope, too confusing. Run and jump, can't. It's too much work. He said. You have, what about Steel Battalion? Uh, <laughs> no, we never tried Steel Battalion together. <laughs> we, uh, uh, I actually had to train my wife to use two analog sticks, um, and I did it using geometry words. Like we did it in a two D mm. setting, and then we I graduated her to like a three D setting. Interesting. Teacher did you give her like a diploma? I was giving her. I was re- pu- giving her positive reinforcement with okay. uh, treats and candies <laughs> okay. every time she would do something right. Pavlovian response. <laughs> um, no, but she, uh, you mentioned it's really interesting playing video games with someone that doesn't play a mm-hmm. lot of them. Um, I was playing, or my wife was playing some game, and she's like, I don't know where to go, I don't know what to do. And I just happened to like, walk in the room, 
I'm like, you need to go to the left. And she's like, you just walked in the room. How do you know that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just do. I've yeah. played a lot yeah. of video games, and I can tell just yeah. by the way yeah. the game's designed. The light's over there, and you're always being pushed towards yeah. the Yeah, exactly. Like, Whatever, because right. it's bright. And, like, and she's always trying to do things like, uh, uh, like walk through doors that aren't doors. Oh, that's and great. I'm like, that's not a door. You can't go in there. She's <laughs> like, how do you know that's not a yeah, door? Because like, no. like, I can tell. You can just look at it. That, that thing is not animating. <laughs> yeah. That thing is not opening. For more on this topic, play the Stanley Parable. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, totally. And just play the Stanley Parable anyway, because yeah. it's wonderful. But that's kind of what that game's about, mm -hmm. uh, is what we're talking about here. Um, I'll never forget, I used to teach uh, computer classes to senior citizens. And we were teaching them to use mice one mm. night. Uh, and they're sitting there. I said, you know, use the mouse to move the arrow to point at what you want to touch and then click. And most of the people were getting it pretty quickly. But one lady, I remember, picking her mouse up and rolling it on the screen, yeah. on the monitor, sure. and clicking on top of it, because that made sense to her. And why shouldn't it? If you'd never seen it before, why would... You know, Montgomery Scott and Star Trek IV, you know, hello, computer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why not? Uh, so maybe, uh, maybe we can learn something from that. Maybe stretching our brains outside what we're used to would be good for us. Bring some more non-gamers in and have them uh, try to go through doors that don't open. Well, that's, I mean, that's why... Uh, Smartphone gaming has exploded, right? Yeah, yeah, everybody so gets just touching totally. things. That's why kids can play it and 115-year-old wizards can play it. Uh, I was going to say, I've been playing a lot of Darkest Dungeon, nice. which is a roguelike, wow. and last year I played a lot of Spelunky. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe that like sort of like got me in the mood and got yeah, me ready totally. to temper my expectations. Yeah. Randomly generated challenges. I actually yeah. don't... A lot of people are afraid of Darkest Dungeon as a roguelike. Um, I kind of don't know that it adheres to the traditional it's randomly generated and mm -hmm. it's got permadeath so I guess it's a roguelike in that sense but you know you it's party based um, there's a lot of things that make it mm -hmm. not really a roguelike so yeah. it's roguelike -like. there, there are party, roguelike -like. there are the, party based roguelike sure and the wanderer does it but there's not that many yeah. sure I mean but sure. but that uh, that expansion <laughs> of roguelike elements yeah. of you know it's it's borrowing different elements from different games you know randomly generated dungeons and permadeath um, is that all it takes to be sort of considered a roguelike I don't know. Yeah. I think Food so. meter. You and, uh, mentioning Darkest Dungeon makes me want that game on iOS. I want to play a game on I mean, surely they're it working has, on that. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. I just want to, I want to lay under the covers. I want to have cocoa. Yep. I want to play that. Should yeah. Drink in bed. You could, you'd spill. I spill. I have, <laughs> I, don't, I have a lot of spills in my bed. I don't think That's you've gross. had cocoa in bed. <laughs> Is it cocoa you're drinking in bed? I don't think I've had cocoa in a while. Uh, okay. Cocoa and schnapps. You know, it's a really good roguelike. Maybe underappreciated. Chocobo dun Chocobo's Dungeon. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like Chocobo Dungeon, although I wish the characters would all shut up. I really like the game, but when anyone <laughs> talks, I get angry. Well, you you yeah, don't want to be talked out in I'll work back anyway. to that again. Yeah, I'm sorry. We, uh, uh, underrated roguelike is Risk of Rain on PC. Risk really of Rain. Good. I haven't played that one. Uh, Sheeran on DS, of course, but also on Wii. Very good. Well, isn't there new, um, the new Etrian Odyssey? Yeah. yeah. Is that a Shirin game? Or it's Etrian Mystery Dungeon. It's so Mystery it's not really... A sh it's for the people who make Shirin Chinsoft's design team, but it's, yeah. uh, it's with uh, Etrian Odyssey. Is Shirin the first person? Uh, no, Shirin is third person. It's top-down. It was originally a Super Famicom game, and then they Sega... Uh, well, Chinsoft and Sega ported it to DS, and it's... If you're going to do a gateway drug for roguelikes, that's the one to play. It's an old... Uh, it's not a 3DS game. It's a DS game, but it's... Truly wonderful. What was wow. the uh, the PS2 Namco one? The Tower of Juraga. It was a they did a they did a roguelike Juraga game. Oh, roguelike okay. Yeah, they, uh, they did a roguelike. No. And I've never. Original played. Tower of Juraga is an arcade game. It might not yeah. be Tower of Juraga, but um, I think I, it was actually. I think Armored Core. Right that. <laughs> it's that Armored Core. Yeah. Um, no, Tower of Juraga is just an obtuse evil arcade game. But I think I know the one you're talking about, and I think it was a Juraga series game. Okay. Finally, this week. Justin, uh -oh. have hey, I Justin. got an update for you? Oh my goodness gracious, lay it on me. This is Stefan. Okay. It says, I'm a long-time GameScoop viewer. I'm excited. As such, I watched the segment, How to Find Gaming Friends as an Adult. I have a solution 
for my brother in name, Steve. Steve, who's originally wrote in the question, Hi, asking Steve. how to find gaming friends as an adult. Was that his actual brother, or is he using no. brother in like the no. grandson? It says, yeah. says my brother in name. Oh, like brother in Christ type thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Stefan says to make it short. I shamelessly stole your great idea for the Platonic site. So Platonic.us is now a thing. He actually made the site. What's happening? What's happening here? Were you, were you not on that game scoop? I don't think so. No. Here it is. They had a fever. Wow! He did it. Yeah, he made it happen. He made actually made the site. <laughs> Wait, okay. that's cool. amazing. Refresh, refresh. Okay. Not refresh a page. Refresh me. What's what's happening? Right? So we were talking about someone wrote in and said, "I'm an adult. I'm in my 40s, and I don't really have any friends to play video totally. games with. What do you what do you recommend?" And I said, "This should make a service called Playtonic." That's really good. I know. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. And I yeah. was making his millions. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you didn't jump on. You being like the the domain squatter should have yeah. jumped on that yeah. right away. I did own DwarfFortress.com for many years. Playtonic.com was already taken. While me and my friends work on acquiring that, uh, it's going to be tough, because Platonic is the guys that are making the, the new Banjo-Kazooie successor. Yeah, mm-hmm. good thing. Oh, the name yeah, of that Project Ukulele? Yeah. So we also work on our new site, Platonic.us. It's already up and running, although still in beta. We are already looking for some beta testers and first users for the site. Oh, man. We've already created a classic dating site once, and my friends and me wow. are pretty knowledgeable in running such a thing mm-hmm. and are optimistic to make this big. What's, awesome. what's a classic dating Did Stefan make eHarmony? Yeah, yeah, plenty of fish. It's just lunch. It's that. just lunch. <laughs> I mostly wanted to let you know that we did this and are running the service now. It's completely free, of course, and if you want to do us a big favor, check it out. Mention it on your show sometime. Very cool. Thanks for being awesome and for giving us this awesome idea. Marty, if you like other people, this would be great for you. That would be amazing. Yeah, I didn't hate everyone. This would be great. No, you, have, you have my blessing, Stefan. Until it becomes big and successful, then I'm super mad. Then I'm coming after you. Yeah, so Platonic.us is up and running. Uh, we did it. There's a people search. Like I don't. I'm not sure. I guess you like create a, 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 like profile? a, a profile, profile, and then can you search for like games that people play? I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. Another uh, another thing I suggest Here's is groups. joining. Uh, we have a bunch of Facebook groups. We have a mm-hmm. podcast beyond Facebook group. We have a podcast unlocked Facebook group. We have an NBC one. And so tech fetish. We have tech. Fe- well, I'm just saying. So if you <laughs> own a PS4, if you own an Xbox One, join those groups. The people in there are really cool, yeah. and uh, yeah. that's how you you know share your gamer tag. You'll. Have a bunch of friends, whoever's playing the same games. That's a great suggestion. Those are some really spiffy communities. Or just go to a bar and walk up to someone and say, what's your tag? Yo, you play that Bloodborne? Yeah. Tag me. Tag me. Add me on Friendster. Don't do that. Bebo. Anyway. (laughs) Justin, I'm sorry you missed your opportunity to to strike it rich. That was going to be my gravy train. Yeah. Whole train oh. of gravy. I think you, that is all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Jared. Thank Everybody, you. hope you have a nice, long holiday weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Play lots of fun games. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.